Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself Podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. Today, I thought I would do something different and have my little brother on the podcast where he will just ask me a bunch of questions and we're just going to be in dialogue and conversation around the questions and themes he wants to discuss on today's episode. So, hi, Vishal. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited. I'm excited to be on here. Okay. So how would you describe yourself in words? Um, I would say I'm very passionate. I would say that I'm determined. And I would say that I'm creative. I agree. I think those are great words. If I could add a word, I would say you are... You're open. Yeah. You're like always open to learning and just seeing everybody else's perspective. And you're very open to everything. I personally think I'm really easy to talk to, but like other people think that I'm like shy or, I mean, I guess in some cases I am, but like some people like think of me as like not really much of a talker, but like I'm open and willing to know you. If yeah. <laughs> if you so choose to talk. To I also, I also yeah. think you're someone who's deeply wise for being so young and so wise. You're so mature. I think you're 18 years old, by the way, he's 18 people. <laughs> um, yes. For being 18, there's, you have so much maturity to you. Like a lot of also emotional maturity, which is, mm-hmm. which is so important. So I would say that too. Okay. I want to know if you know this, what is your sun rising and moon in? Oh, God. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I think, okay, so the, my thing with astrology is I think it helps us understand who we are in a way that how our, how our, hu- how our human self is designed to be. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it, how our human self is designed to be and, like, the physical nature of our self. So do you want to know what you are? Sure. Okay, you're a Virgo rising, a Virgo sun, and a Scorpio moon. Mm. You're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> nope. Do you know your closet is like hyper-organized? Yes. That's because of the Virgo. Yeah. And do you know like your emotions feel very water-like to you and very fluid and sometimes very intense? Yeah. That's your Scorpio moon. Interesting. So your moon is like how you process your emotions and your emotional self. Mm -hmm. Your rising is how you present yourself to the world and how people see you. Mm -hmm. And your sun is your identity. Is that that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I I always find it interesting. So, um, yeah. 
I have some questions to ask and I think getting your insight on it would be the best just because like you've already taught me a lot and I have like a better insight of how I do things because of you. Um, so I figured that you're the person to go to if these questions were to come up, which they have. So, um, I guess for the first topic, I kind of want to dive into forgiveness, all things forgiveness. So basically like I've noticed, and the reason I want to talk about this is because I've noticed that, um, anytime I get in an argument with anybody, whether that be our parents, cause you know how they are sometimes like all parents are, um, or just feuds with my friends or just things that people might say to me and it like on the surface, I'm like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But then underneath I'm like, okay, that kind of hurt. Um, I just wanted to know like how to deal with, um, forgiving those things and like, and just having a better understanding of how those things happen and why they happen. So that's a really good question. I think forgiveness is huge right now. Also given the climate of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, let me ask you this question. What do you feel forgiveness means? It feels, I mean, I think to me, it's just accepting, accepting what's happened. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you already taught me this as well. Where it's like, um, no means new opportunity. So it's like, whenever you don't have things go your way or like, um, you have to forgive someone for something that they did. To me, that means like coming to terms with the fact that they did it and accepting that and then just kind of moving on. Yeah. So the thing with forgiveness, I see it as something that we do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't really forgive somebody for them, for what they did. We're forgiving because we no longer want to be tied to or affected by that person's behavior, actions, whatever they did. Mm -hmm. so I think it's a gift that we give to ourselves more than we give to somebody else. Okay. So like it's kind of working in that way where it's like, you're not letting that person take like your biggest right to you, like how you feel. Yeah, away from exactly. You. You, because yeah. when you don't forgive somebody, you're basically giving your power away and you're saying, Hey, you person continue to affect me even after you've done me quote unquote wrong. Mm -hmm. So I have this thing, I know um, it's a video up on my Instagram, uh, IGTV video. And in there I said, when you forgive somebody, you stop punishing yourself for what they did to you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because as long as you're not forgiving somebody, you're continuing to be their victim or victimized by what they did. Mm -hmm. And it could be anything big or anything small. And you're going to always give your power, your energy to that person and to that situation. And then your power is not here with you in this present moment to then direct in how you want to feel and what you want to think and how you want to move on from the situation. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you don't forgive, you also stay stuck in the story of what happened well then you create a story of what happened and you stay stuck in that story and you stayed tied to that circumstance that situation that um energy within that per with that person so it's just essentially just freeing freeing yourself from yeah yeah it's really just okay. about freeing yourself i think it's it's an act of self-love it's an act of self-honor it's 
choosing yourself and doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the ways that we reach to forgiveness can be a process. It's not going to be just stop your fingers. Hey, I'm going to forgive you because it's, yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel that easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's going through the hurt, going through the pain, going through the anger, acknowledging how this is making you feel acknowledging that this was wrong you know and sometimes having that confrontational conversation where you let the person know hey what you did I think it was wrong it made me feel xyz but you speak for yourself Mm -hmm. you speak about how it made you feel you don't speak in a way of blaming that person for what they did Mm-hmm. Because what they did, they did from their own frame of mind, from their own reference point, from their own point of view of the world, and in their own understanding of things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I think if if it helps you to move through this process of forgiveness, of course, go to that person and just voice through a letter, an email, a conversation. Hey, actually, I was hurt by this. And... This is how it made me feel. And sometimes these conversations won't, there won't be space for them because I mean, if like, if we talk about extreme cases, like extreme trauma or abuse or, you know, like we talk about like rape or, you know, things that are very traumatic, things that people do to us. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you don't want to go talk to that person. Like, why would you go talk to that person and tell them how it made you feel? Because they're probably never going to understand how that how what they did was actually really wrong because in their point of view in their reference point in their own consciousness that's where they were at that's why they did what they did mm-hmm. does that make sense and i have this thing where i always say it's like hurt people hurt people yeah right you can't go tell somebody that what they did was wrong because 99% of the time they're probably hurting themselves and what they did was from a place of hurt and pain within themselves. So, so forgiveness comes in whenever you finally let that like energy and motion just pass through. Yeah. And it's also like understanding that like the, if a person has the capability to hurt you, that's probably because they're hurting themselves in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Right. And oftentimes what we do is we project and put upon our pain, our hurt onto other people to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's understanding that it's like a twofold thing, understanding that what they did to you wasn't really about you. Mm-hmm. What they did to you was their own level of understanding, their own level of consciousness, where they are with themselves, how they are treating themselves. Because if they're treating you that way, they're probably shitty being shitty to themselves too Mm -hmm. and their action behavior is just a manifestation of how they really are feeling about themselves so Um, understanding that that understanding that it's actually not about you it's that person's own stuff they're hurting therefore they hurt other people and then understanding that the way i can be free from it is forgiving them not because of what they did to me. I'm forgiving them because I don't want to be tied to that energy anymore, to the actions and behaviors, to the hurt of that person anymore and keep reliving that day in and day out and like really affect my mental and emotional state. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So basically just as a result of what they're doing, like they're, what their reasoning behind inflicting, I guess, some sort of pain onto other people is coming from a place of like inner conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, it kind of, it kind of ties into what I want to talk about next because like I've noticed that like, with things that happened in my, in my life recently, like with my broken leg and like having to do the whole like sort of college application process and senior year process, like with that sort of trauma in my life. Um, I've often found, I find myself at times like trying to think of like, man, like I wish I did one thing different so that that hadn't happened to me, but then I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that maybe that was and I and I definitely view it as such, but like some ways um, a blessing in disguise. So I I don't necessarily know like if forgiveness should tie into that, like because like there wasn't anything that I could have done in that moment to prevent that trauma from happening to me. But like at sometimes I still like it it still kind of sticks around, and and I just kind of like I'm left there thinking like man I wish things were different and kind of like how do I come to terms with that. So this is a really great question. This is kind of like regret or wishing mm-hmm. something had happened differently. Yeah, in a way. Or wishing yeah. something that didn't happen the way it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And and as long as like where we have that, what's the word? As long as we have some kind of attachment to how it should have happened differently or why it happened the way it happened. And we have this kind of need for it to like be different than it was, than it is. Mm-hmm. We're not going to understand why it happened for us. So I don't know if you heard this line. It's not my line. I didn't make this up people. Um, there's this line that, you know, it said a lot in, in, you know, in, consciousness when we work on you know healing ourselves and spiritual work the sign is everything happens for you not to you Mm -hmm. because if you think that things happen to you then what happens is you always see yourself as like victimized or you see yourself as powerless or helpless or weak or or that like someone's out to get you or the universe doesn't want to give you xyz or the universe is out to get you or you know you become a victim of it right when you wish something would have happened differently you become victim of it you know what it means Mm -hmm. to be a victim of something yeah yeah so when you when you reframe that so this is your what you're really wanting to do is like reframe this and reframe it into okay everything happens for me not to me then you mm-hmm. can see that everything, the broken leg, you know, the way your college experience panned out, it's all happening for you because it's probably trying to teach you something. Mm-hmm. It's trying to expand you. Had all those experiences not happened, would you have asked the questions you're asking right now? No. Would it make you think in the ways you're thinking right now? No. Would it have expanded your understanding of you, life, 
your desires, where you want to go, what you want out of your, what you want out of your life, the type of person you want to be. Definitely not. No. So if everything happens for you, that means it's all literally in your favor, even though it may not look or seem like in your favor. There's a deeper meaning behind There's it. There's always a deeper meaning. And that meaning to our physical self, you know, living in this human body, we can't see that. We get so attached to the pain of something, mm-hmm. to the unfairness of something. But when you realize your higher self, like your inner being, I know we've talked a lot about this. You have this, you have, you, they're the multi, you're a multidimensional being, mm-hmm. right? It's not just you in this physical body having this human experience. There's multidimensions to you. You are more than just a body, right? They say the soul is in the body. The body is not in the soul. Mm-hmm. Right. Since you're a multidimensional being, you understand that there's aspects of you in higher dimensions, in higher octaves, in higher realms that have a higher understanding of why things are happening the way they're happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're, and our job is to start grounding that higher understanding of ourselves, of life, into the physical self. Yeah. Right. So the question I you like, you know, this is a really good question is how would how would my higher self see the situation? Like, what does my higher self want to want me to know because of what happened? Mm. Where is it guiding me? What is it trying to tell me? How is this actually serving me? How is this for me? I think when we start asking those questions that are higher that are more empowering, we start to see the deeper meaning and the real reason of why things happen the way they did. Mm -hmm. And then we can start make peace with it and accept it. And I think the best mindset to adopt is everything happens for me. It's always in my favor. It's always helping me grow, expand, and be more of who I am and really tune me more into the powerful being that I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right. So I think, uh, like to like go like further down the line of like what we're talking about right now, it's, uh, next up is I have like uncertainty. So how to deal with like things that you don't necessarily know how they're going to play out and like kind of asking your inner being like why or how is this going to happen for me or like all of that thing or all, all of those things in, in that sense. But um, kind of just how to deal with uncertainty is basically what I'm going at. Okay. So well, how does uncertainty make you feel? It makes me feel mixed because like, I'm like, I'm not scared of it because like given like what I'm choosing to do and like the profession I'm going into, like I'm obviously like familiar with it. But I'm also, like, not a huge fan of it at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's exciting, but I also think it's, like, daunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your definition of uncertainty? Like, what's the framework of you have around uncertainty right now? Just for me right now, it's just, like, wondering what life is going to look like in, like, four years, five years' time. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, pre-broken leg, I didn't know that was going to happen to me. So looking forward to like the future and just like kind of wondering uh, how things are going to play out and like what's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. That's how it's like, that's how I'm doing with it right now. So do you feel like you have a fear of the unknown? I would say, yeah, but I'm also like excited for it. Okay. This is a really good question because I think when we just live by human laws <laughs> Mm-hmm. And in the human realm, we just think, okay, well, we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens to us, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like we don't, a lot of this is the notion that a lot, a lot of us live under. And some of us are aware of this. There's more to reality than just physicality, right? Everything is energy, everything is vibration. And I think when you start to understand the energetics and the vibration of how things work, you understand that you're a creator of reality. Mm -hmm. Reality just doesn't impose itself upon you. Right? Everything that you have gone through, yes, even the broken leg, you created that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a harsh truth for a lot of us to swallow because if we create our reality, that means we're responsible for everything. Yeah. Right. And we don't want that level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, oh my God, that means I actually have to exercise that responsibility in choosing how I want my life to look, feel, and be. Mm-hmm. Right. We're taught to live in a world where we just need to follow and obey orders. Right. And we're controlled by our circumstances. So I always tell this to people, you know, that matter, your circumstances, the things that happen to you can affect the mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So why can't it happen in reverse? Why can't the mind affect matter? Yeah. Logic reasoning right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I'm talking about the mind affecting matter. So I personally don't have a fear of uncertainty or the unknown. Mm There will be times where I feel like I'm sitting in like a uncertain void a little bit because like I'm not really, I'm not really sure of what step to take, but I, I know that if I open myself up, the step will show itself, but that opening is not going to come if I'm not available to receive the guidance. Yeah, And this is all about building a relationship with your inner being, with your higher self. And when we say inner being and higher self, those are interchangeable. Use whatever terminology you like better. But your inner being, your higher self is the you that's in non-physical form still. The you that's in the helicopter. Mm -hmm. And you, the human self, is in the car. Who do you think can see more? The person in the helicopter. Right. So you're, you're in your car and you hit a speed bump and you're like, why is this happening to me? And the higher self goes, I just saved you from getting into an accident. Mm-hmm. See, this is, this is how we have to reframe that everything is happening for me. But going back to your original question, is if we're creators of reality, then what is there to be uncertain about? I guess sometimes it might feel like we're not. Ooh, that's a good question. Why do you feel like you're not? Just sometimes things don't go according to plan and then one bad thought leads to a stream of other bad thoughts and then slowly you're just drowning. So when something doesn't go according to plan, do you feel like we could have a part in that? 
I mean, sometimes, yeah, but then other times, no. Because, like, again, with, like, the broken leg incident, like, I don't necessarily know what I did subconsciously to manifest that to happen to me. So don't think of it, okay, this is where a lot of people get tripped up. It's like, oh, that happened to me, and that means I basically, like, like, why did that happen to me? We kind of go into that, like, again, that victim role. When you say, like, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? Why, like, why? I I don't deserve this. This is so unfair. You're immediately going into the victim role. Right? Yeah. So do you know, like, like, I know it's been months later now, but do you, can you see now why that would have actually happened? I think, yeah. Um, in like retrospect, like seeing what happened and how I came out of it and everything. Um, it was definitely like a transformative experience. I think it was kind of one of those like stepping up, like into like the higher level type things. Um, and I think, I mean, the thing that I learned most about, I like about it is just patience, learning that like learning to be okay with things taking them at your own pace. Cause I, I felt like right before that, that incident happened to me, I was like really just like running and like trying to keep up with life and it's like fast pace. And then like that happened and I felt like it was an immediate setback so much to the fact where like when it happened, I didn't even have time to like process the pain. It was just immediately just my brain going to like, okay, this is, this is now not going to happen. This is going to suck now. Like this is, this is my life. And it's just like any tears that I like cried that day weren't even from pain. It was just like, like, Oh my goodness, this was like not supposed to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you ever stop and ask yourself this question? Why did this happen for me? I tried to look at what good could come out of the experience. And after like having been through that experience, I can say there are a lot of good things that came out of that experience. Like what? I mean, I would say the biggest thing that I took away was just keeping it to just doing me and just like going at my pace, not worrying about anything else. Like there was a lot of stress in that time and it was just kind of like learning to let go, learning to like, just understand the fact that things may not be looking like they're working out, but things are going to be fine. Things are going to work out all this stuff. And like, I mean, given that mindset that I had, I think had I not had that mindset, I wouldn't have been able to do my musical that I did Mm -hmm. with the broken leg, like partly recovering too. It was just, I don't, I look back at it and I don't, I truly don't understand like what was going through my mind and like how I did it all with like, the situation that I was in, but like, I'm glad that I did. And I'm proud of that person for sticking through with it. Right. I think, I think when we're going through the thick of something that's very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and painful emotionally or physically, we may not understand why this is happening for us. Mm -hmm. I, and I, 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 I know that you know this, 
is the meaning that we give to something. Yeah. The way we label it, define it, really affects how we move through it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I and this is this happens to all of us. When something unfavorable happens, we immediately go into a negative place with it. Immediately. Yeah. Isn't it kind of weird how most of our minds all, all of our all of our mind is wired to automatically be negative? Yeah, I've questioned that about myself a lot. It's and that's just, just that's just not you. That's like everybody. Yeah. Like why is it that when something unfavorable happens that our mind immediately goes to a negative place? It's the hard wiring. It's the hard wiring, right? Because we're not I don't think we're taught as children how to deal with uncomfortable things. Things that might be painful, that things that might like yeah, it's kind of just like no and then picked up and taken away. Yeah, so I think when we try to understand that like when we're any when we're in any kind of discomfort, when something happens that we don't want it to happen, the brain imme- the brain's default is to immediately go into a negative story about it. Mm-hmm. And then we get stuck in that story and then we become then we become uh, affected by that story and then how we move through it is greatly altered and the meaning and how we come out of it is greatly altered. Yeah. Right? So I know mm. I've told you this so many times is like things may look like they're, sh- they're hitting the fan, shitting the fan. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> phrase is. Whatever the phrase is. Things may look like shit's hitting the fan. That's there it is. I don't even know if that's it. But, but your continue. job, your job, your job, our job is to give it the meaning that we want. Yeah. Define it in the way that is going to serve us and be for us. Mm-hmm. That is how we're actually going to get through it in a much more better way. Yeah then letting it affect us and then letting it decide what we're going to believe moving forward, how life is going to be moving forward, all of that. Mm -hmm. But coming back to your uncertainty question, if we're creators of reality, which we are, you can, you can try a lot of different experiments to, um, understand how this works. There's a book called E squared by Pam Grout, Go read the book. She has a bunch of experiments that you can try to basically prove to yourself that you create reality. Um, but when you're creators of reality, and the way we create is not through action. Because mm. if it was action, there's a lot of people in the world who are taking all the action in the world and taking all the right action, but they're not getting anywhere. Yeah. It's not all about action. It's about vibration. Mm-hmm. Right, it's about the energy that you are omitting, your frequency, your vibration, your state of being. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense when I use words like that? Yeah. Yeah. So we create through our vibration, through our energy. And most of us, if we're in these mental negative mental narratives and stories about ourselves, about life, about the future, about what we want, then our vibration is going to be really low. Yeah. And then we're not going to be a match to good things. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, this one's, this one's a little bit of a different like type of topic change. Um, me and you were talking on the phone a couple of days ago and you told me that you were taking a little break from Instagram and how like decluttering and detoxifying that was for your body um, and for your mind. And so I was wondering like with the current state of social media today, like what are your thoughts about it? About social media? Yeah. I think as of right now with like the riots and the protests happening, I think social media feels there's a lot of intensity there right now. Do you feel that? Yeah. There's a lot of anger Mm -hmm. and pain and sadness that you're feeling on what people are sharing and what people are talking about. I mean, I've spent like, you know, I watch live videos on Twitter. Like if you go to the trending tab on Twitter, you can see like all the protests and like real footage of stuff that's happening. Yeah. I saw, I saw a video of a NYPD car just like plowing through people behind a barricade. Yeah. And then it's just like the world, the United States is just, it's we're living out of a page out of a history book. We are in real time. Like this is crazy. Like, (laughs) And I don't want to be a part of it. Like we are seeing a revolution happening in real time. And like, I, I, I feel that because some part of me is also like, this would be a great time to leave earth. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, you just can't like for people who are highly sensitive and I know you're highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's so much happening right now. Yeah. It's just like, it's also fascinating to me. How about like how just like coronavirus just seemed to like disappear as Mm -hmm. soon as all this started happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, a week ago, that was like the biggest thing that everyone was worried about. And like how, how quick it just can just change topics just like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, oh man, the world's a mess. It's a mess. And I think it's, it's rightfully so. I think it's time. It's like a new, new beginning kind of. Yeah. Like we're going through a revolution right now. Like I really think if we if we really awaken and realize the, 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 the corruption, the level of abuse that we're getting from our government mm-hmm. and really, really say no more, I think we can change the trajectory of where we're headed. Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of a, we're kind of at a crossroads in a way. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I feel. feel. Like, I feel like social media is somewhat helping with the problem because in some cases it's more real than the news. Right. And like people are watching the news and they're getting like brainwashed off of like what the media is trying to portray, but like social media, it's coming from real people. Right. And like, these are like real events that are happening. So like, I feel like right now, social media might be just a better place to get information. Right. And you know, this is the other thing that I always say like to myself and to everybody is like question everything. Don't ever take anything at face value is because it's like, where do you think like CNN or, these news organizations, where are they getting their news from? And how do you know that's the truth? Yeah. Like with all the bias and everything as well. Yeah. You, and I think it's more important to practice discernment and then notice how this makes you feel than just accepting what they're saying to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's understanding that if this feels shady, it probably is shady. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I think the world's like somewhat getting back to normal now. Like, especially like where I live, there's like green levels going off. 
like all around me. And like, I think June 5th, like we're going to be in a green level too. And so like, that just means just take caution. There's nothing really to worry about. I think in like the last two weeks here, we've had like three cases per hundred thousand. The cases are going down. Yeah. Like way down. So I think like we're finally getting back to like somewhat normal Mm -hmm. and schools are starting to announce that, I mean, some schools are saying that they're they're going online for the fall semester and then some schools are like, no, we're good. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but uh, it, 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 I guess I'm going to transition into the next topic here, um, which was like the life plan layout, just like how this has kind of affected what's happening. So like, I guess for me, um, I had like this sort of like goal and like you knew about it and like you talked about it in like conjunction with one another, like how like I was supposed to go to college at said area. I will not mention their name. <laughs> and um how we were supposed to move out there and like all this stuff and then obviously that didn't happen and I'm obviously thankful for what did happen and the way that it happened because it couldn't have happened in a better way um but just kind of going about like how life plan structure and like the stereotype the stereotypes that come from like general life planning mm-hmm. just want to talk to that talk to that extent I guess so I'm a firm believer in that life is not linear yeah you've talked to me about this as well i believe the same thing like like you can't plan your life like it's yeah. just it's because life is not linear mm-hmm. it's really not like i name me one person in the history of the united history of the united states name me one <laughs> name me one person in the history of the world whose life has gone according to their plan step by step like everything they planned you can't you can't predict life to be that way no you really can't because it's it's not linear what we can do instead is we can take the most aligned action we can do what feels right what feels exciting mm-hmm. and we can have a big vision like yeah. we can have a big vision for our life and i think that's something we should do we should all do at the mm-hmm. when i get to my deathbed what how do I want to feel? What do I have wanted done? What does my yeah. life look like? I find myself doing that as well. Yeah. And I think when we work backwards, it helps us understand the kind of life we want to live. Mm-hmm. And the like, kind of life that we want to live that is true to us. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. That's true to who we are mm-hmm. and reflection of who we are. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe that it's, it's okay to have a big vision. I think it's actually important because if you don't have a vision, you don't know where you're headed and you don't have a drive and you you don't have a drive. You don't, you don't have something to work for, Mm -hmm. put your energy into get behind. So have a vision for your life and make it like as loose and as non-specific as you want. And if it feels good to be specific, be specific. But you, there's mm-hmm. no, you know, we don't have to get specific about it. Just have yeah. a vision. Like, and then take the most aligned action. And what that means is do what feels the most exciting to you. Mm-hmm. Not what makes sense to you. Yeah. Because there's a difference between that. The mind will try to make sense of what the right action to take is. And that action is going to be taken with like extreme caution and like 
you will never have you will never like know yeah what but could most, have happened. yeah but most of the time we're doing it for a specific outcome yeah and then we get attached to the outcome and when the outcome doesn't happen what happens we get disappointed we go woes me life is so unfair why is this happening to me blah 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 we go into like a negative mental story and spiral with it yeah so uh Take the most aligned action, which feels exciting to you. Because what feels exciting often will not make sense to the mind. Yeah. But it will make sense because it feels good to take. Mm -hmm. And I think when we start to be more in our heart energy, which is more in the energy of this unbiased place that isn't based in the history of the past or this anticipation or this expectation of a perceived future yeah we really tap into the now Mm -hmm. and we take action because this feels exciting for me to do Mm -hmm. and that i think will always lead to an exciting life yeah i've also heard like recently I, i can't remember who this was from but someone said it and it was like um I would ra- I'm I'm more okay with trying and failing than never knowing what could have happened. Yeah. Because like you can I can live with I can live with I tried but I can't live with what if. Right. And, and I it's think like, it's like just like following that sort of guideline as to like I think that could just like really just open eyes for people because I feel like not enough people take risks. I feel like the world would be a lot more different and progressive of a place if people took more risks. I think everyone's just scared of just being comfortable. Yeah, everyone's complacent and they're okay in their complacency. Yeah. Um, but here, I heard this somewhere which says, failing is failing forward. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we go back to the original thing. Every single time something that you want doesn't go, doesn't go your way, like you fail at something, for, for example – you're always going to be better off because because of because of what you did versus just not not because you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like if we if we understand, like I think this is something that if you adopt this understanding that you're here to grow and expand, and you adopt that mindset and the understanding. Okay, like I don't know about you, but like when I was like a teenager. These are the stuff. These are the type of questions I was asking. Like, why am I here? Mm. What's the point of life? What's the whole point? Like, what, what's the purpose of doing this thing? Like, yeah. coming here for you know, like, like a really short amount of time and then just leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that I'm trying to gain from this experience? Yeah. And when you see it like that, like, oh, okay, well, I am trying to gain something from this experience, then you're going to choose the path of growth. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that everything in life is actually helping you expand and grow and know more of your infinite, powerful self. Mm-hmm. And that only happens when you get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. That only happens when you start to do the things that excite you, not the things that make sense to you. Yeah. So linearly drop the plan, have a vision and start to do the things that excite you because that I always believe like I'm like, this is how it makes sense to me. If I do the things that excite me, that means I must I'll have an exciting life. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And excitement means. I see excitement as happiness, as joy, as awe, as amazement, as 
this sense of like fulfillment in a way. Mm-hmm. So like even like starting this podcast, like there was no logical reasoning behind starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. And when we start to develop a relationship with our intuition, you know, those insights that come from within, this is how our, this is how the universe speaks to us. This is how our higher self and our being speak to us. When we start to listen to our intuition, my intuition was telling me to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, that feels so exciting to do. Yeah. And that's how this podcast was born. I don't have this, I didn't have this linear, logical reason of, okay, now is the time to make a podcast. This makes sense. No, I'm just like, this feels so exciting to do. Even this episode idea, like you and I getting together and recording this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really exciting. Let's do this. Thanks to our our third sibling for this our, idea. Yeah, our sister. Thanks, Bile, for this idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. I mean, that's all I had to talk about. It's been fun. But like, I think, that- I think I've definitely gotten insight as I normally do with conversations with you. I don't think we've had like a single conversation that's like under an hour. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I think that there's important stuff that both me and you said that like a lot of people could take away from this. Um, yeah, that's, that's a look into my mind. Everyone who is, who's tuned in right now. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I would say, I would say you're a deep thinker. I guess. I don't know. I I guess I'm just like, I'm open. I guess that's, that's the best way I'd put it. I'm just open to different ideas and stuff. Um, what would you say is the biggest piece of wisdom that you've learned that you would share with somebody else? Something, something that you've actually learned that's impacted your life. You're like, whoa, I want to pass this on to somebody else. Even whenever it might feel like there's nothing that you can do, there is going to be a way for you out of that situation like there's going to be something that's going to happen and in that moment you're going to basically give up and then with time and with patience and with like obviously understanding thinking like not necessarily just shooting down your own ideas but like if you give something thought enough I truly believe that that situation will get better. And I know because I've experienced it firsthand. Like I know what it's like to essentially feel paralyzed and like not be able to do anything and want to do so much. And then just have to come to terms with the fact that, okay, you can't do this, but here's why you shouldn't be upset. Yeah. And I I found, and I found out like, you know, through three different things and like, obviously growing out of the the experiences that have shaped me in the ways that they have. Um, it's given me insight on how to look at things. I would say, I think, Open my I, eyes. yeah, I think something that I, I really have come to learn that the moment you just, when you just accept what is, when you accept something mm-hmm. like you no longer are fighting with it. Yeah. You're no longer resisting it. You're just like, well, 
I have a broken leg. That's what it is. Like, I'm yeah. not going to sit and spiral in my head about how it could have been different, how I could have done this different, how I would have just not jumped off the steps that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just going to accept that, like, this is where my life is right now. Mm-hmm. And just meeting my life, meeting myself where I am right now versus trying to get lost in a, a way that it could have been done differently or a different reality that is clearly not where I am right now. I think there's so much power in just accepting where you are and what is because then that gives that then you take all your energy reserves and you're like, okay, if I accept it, this is where I am. How do I want to move from this? Then you can yeah. put all your energy into moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great mindset to adopt. Yeah. Especially young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, one more thing. I always ask this to people on the pod is where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm on social medias like Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my username is just my name backwards. So if you if you want to go through that, or you can just look me up, Vishal Pandey. I'm pro- I should probably come up. Look for the one that's the names the names backwards. That's all it is. Um, and yeah, I also make music on SoundCloud. You can look me up there. My name's just Vish in all caps. Um, V-I-S-H, yeah, right? Yeah. I make music for basically everyone. I, I, the way my music taste works is if I just like a song or if I like just like how a song sounds, I'm, I'm okay with it. I just have to like how it sounds for it to be good music to me. So I don't really go by genre stuff. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, cool. Yeah, and he made the music for the podcast. So the music that you hear in the intro, he made that. (laughs) Props to you. That was really good. Plug. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I'll put his links in the show notes. Go check him out. Uh, If if you have any questions that came up for you that you want to ask me or either him, reach out, send me an email at kajal at kajalpande.com. If you love this episode, share it, share it, share it, share it. This helps the podcast get into the ears of more listeners and take a moment and leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. And I'll catch you guys next time. Stay open.